I like Let's that. Start this shit all right. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's drink to that. Let's drink to that. Cheers, my boy. Cheers. First of all, clink. If you hearing our voices, you are listening to the first episode of Let's Drink to That podcast. Hey now, say now. It's your boy Antoine the Source. I'm Sydney. And I don't know how we got here. I know. I don't, I don't know what took so long, though. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Me. But we are here. And uh, first of all, we're going to let y'all know we're sipping on tequila with friends today. Reposado. Because I want y'all to know that this is like a happy hour on wax. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want you to feel like 515. You know what I'm saying? Because we're giving you 15 minutes to travel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Commute. <laughs> yeah. Commute responsibly. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I just want y'all to tap in with us. We're going to give y'all a little experience into the 30-something your world in the black experience. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful sure. thing, you know, but everybody can't sit at this table. So sometimes you got to be a part of the culture by way of this podcast because that means all races are welcome. Yes. And if we talk shit, don't take it personally. No. <laughs> it's like, if we talk shit, please don't take it personally because we do have a decree. Let me get my scroll out. Okay. <clears throat> I decree. No, we decree. We shan't bring past trauma on the podcast as gospel. We shan't irresponsibly speak non-truths. We shan't be boring. Or hold back. At all. We are not experts. I repeat, we are not experts. At all. Okay. And we shall have a good ass time. Let's drink to that. Let's drink to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> we hold these truths to be self-evident that all podcasts are not created equally. We're telling y'all that now. Okay. <laughs> Period. As my kids say at my job, per. <laughs> Her. <laughs> Shout out to Roland Ray. <laughs> Shout out Roland Ray. How you doing, boo? Okay, let's get into it. Man, you know, first of all, you know, we was talking about it briefly in the beginning. Like, damn, how did we get here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, how did you waltz into my life? Man, you know, you my Dallas liaison. You my Oak Cliff liaison. I you like know, to liaise. For, for those of y'all who don't know. You know, Sydney is the Oak Cliff plug. You know, anything you need to know that goes on around them Oak Cliff boundaries. She is tried and true, bred, yeah, and bounded to that hood, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah. Steady pointing to it. You know, I work there. Shout out to Four Oak Cliff. I live there. And uh, honestly, initially I met her, you know, I had grand, grand uh, plans, you know, on my other podcast. Shout out to Unspoken Conversation. Shout out to them. We were trying to start, uh, we were trying to do a live show. Okay. And I don't know why. You know how you just follow somebody on social media and it's like, damn, I'm liking the energy. I'm liking the pro- like the production she's putting together. You know, somebody that's not doing halfway shit. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do it, do it big. Shout out to Webby. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, and so I saw it and I was like, you know what? I need to tap in and see if she can help us with the live show. So I reached out to you. You was cool. You wasn't Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. You wasn't giving blue check energy without the blue check. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know God. that's a thing, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> my pet peeve. You know, but especially UK motherfuckers. Anybody, like, we'll get to y'all at another day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I'm like, hey, you know, pull up. I'm trying to figure out how we need to, you know, work together to kind of 
bring this vision to life. You know, I had grand plans until the numbers started rolling out. And see, I couldn't afford it, y'all. You know, she she met me at a broke time in my life. You know what I'm saying? Well, look at you now. I I was downtown balling. You know, <laughs> if y'all don't know what downtown balling is, yeah, I mean, you make enough to make it in there at three times the rent. Uh huh. But then you get down there, you realize, like, why the fuck did I do this? Why well, I got to pay for parking, too? That 15-month lease is long. Mm, <laughs> I, I don't know. I was living at home at the time, so I couldn't relate. I was like, nah, things are expensive. So when you hit me up, for background for people who don't know, my name is Sydney, but my Instagram is Stephanie, right? That's my middle name, my real middle name. I, I was calling you Stephanie. I'm like, you know Stephanie, who? It's my real middle name. My daddy name is Stefan. And my granny thought to get creative, right? Shout out to Fifth Ward Houston. They was doing Neeks back in the day? My granny is a, she's a, um, she jumped that shit off. She jumped that shit off. She did. Rest in peace, Maddie Pearl. Rest in peace. But yeah, so I'm an event planner. Um, I do baddie brunch. That's my love and my heart. And so at the time when you hit me up, I was planning baddie brunches all the time. And I'm sure you saw consistency and you saw how live and lovely they were right she i can have myself on the she back she got that professional black woman demographic on lock yeah you know what i'm saying and fellas tap in you know if you want if you need a matchmaking you and know? Sh- oh my god please because my baddies yeah we tired of being single <laughs> um but yeah i pulled up i had i was working at nemas at the time and i brought my co-worker who was doubling as my publicist felt like a scene out of insecure <laughs> <laughs> Given first season of Insecure. And I love the reverse role. You know what I'm saying? You could tell that. the What was she? She was Cambodian. The cutest little thing. Cute cute like a button. You or know? Filipino. Tita, if you listen to this, don't don't be mad. I but got y'all came right. over in y'all business casual. You know, of course, I'm working from home at this time. So I'm looking like a nigga basketball shorts. And it was back. a lot of men. <laughs> yeah, it was me and my co-host. Yeah. And so we sitting there at the table. And I could tell D as soon as she walked in, we couldn't afford her. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we ain't going to be able to. We can't swing but I'm, I'm going to let her know the vision to see where she can help. I appreciate that. <laughs> at least give a consultation. Yeah, you know that part. Saying? It's a consult. <laughs> like, so, and uh, from there, you know, she uh, she just remained solid. But you know how you get cool with somebody via social media and then you see them out. And yeah. you, like, before you know it, y'all partners. But what we really tapped in and got got tight was when you took me to the uh, Big T for my first visit. You know what? I'm really proud of that moment. And you posted it on Instagram recently. So I, at the time, I mean, I love grills, obviously. Like, I'm from the South. Let's be honest. Keep one. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, damn, Beyonce had this four, she had a six-piece, two fangs on the outside, four open face in the middle. And I was like, I want that. Yeah. I'm going to Big T. Torn DM me was like, I'm coming. I was like, bet. I needed an excuse to go to Big T, but I ain't want to just be the random nigga just walking through Big T and you can tell him belong there. You needed somebody who was integrated into yeah, the Yeah, it was like, I'm going with you. You know, just tell me where I need to meet you. So she, I pulled up on that at Big T, and we've been click tight since, man. Yeah, and it's not been weird. It's been awesome. Like, I rock with you. Oh, it's sentimental already. <laughs> Friend. I'm gonna tell you now, man. That's that's why it's important to have real friends of the opposite sex, man. Speak on that. Um, I feel as though if you aren't able, I'm gonna speak from the perspective of a man. If you aren't able to control and maintain real platonic relationships with women, it's it's a you issue. Let's we, drink to that. 
<laughs> the reason I say that, man, because I, I feel as though being able to have real discourse and dialogue with no real like agenda, agenda in place. Yes. It, it makes it makes a lot you find out a lot about yourself and the others, uh the other uh, gender that you wouldn't normally know because a lot of times when you're in a ro- romantic relationship with somebody, there's a guard there. Absolutely. There is even though we claim transparency, you don't really get it for a while. You can't just be saying everything it, to your partner. Exactly. So you need someone that's gonna check you sometimes as like maybe it's me. Give you a real woman's perspective, a real man's perspective with no agenda attached. And um, also, there are some do's and don'ts. And one of the biggest don'ts, fellas, if you are in a relationship and you're trying to claim you got a homegirl, the homegirl got to meet your girl. Period. If she doesn't know your girl and have a rapport with your girl, that can't exist. And you can't be fucking speaking about it. Like, I dated this guy back in 2016. And he used to be like, I was like, where you at? He's like, oh, I'm grabbing dinner with my homegirl. I'm grabbing dinner with my homegirl. And it's like, who the fuck is this homegirl? Because for me, she need to pull up. I have so many guy friends and I understand that there can be some insecurity there. So I make it a point to introduce my partner to my homie, my partner to my partner. Right. There has to be an introduction there. So I was doing that shit, right? So when you're talking about this mysterious homegirl, at this point, she ain't no homegirl. She's the, the other, other woman. woman. Like, period. Really? Like, what the fuck is up, bro? So you just, you have to do that. My uh, my homeboy one time, he was dating a girl, and they were getting really serious. And he made it a point to, like, we went to breakfast. It was yeah. real simple. We went to breakfast. I met her. She got a chance to see my personality. Me and him have been knowing each other since, like, elementary. Everything was hunky-dory. You right. know what I'm saying? Because we made that introduction. Let her put her intuition to work. Period. Because if y'all have a real dynamic <clears throat> that's platonic with no BS, someone will be able to see that easily. You know? And if she can't see it at that first meeting, that might be over time. Because initially, to be like to me, let's be real, ladies, if you're listening or men, whatever. Like if I, if you introduce me to some girl that's supposedly a homegirl, my first thought is probably that she want to bang you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But after that third interaction, because sometimes homegirls, homegirls, y'all be tripping sometimes. Y'all be trying to piss on your tree, too. And you can't even say it's time sometimes because, <clears throat> you know, we saw Brown Sugar. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. They knew each that's other. That's me, my best favorite movie. That's sick. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, some people like, I've been doing it since the sandbox. Nigga, you did glowed up. You know what I'm saying? You got right. abs now. You right. know what I'm saying? Abs. You got ass now. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, all changed. We grown. So, and so I say all that to say it's a it's a um a progression of introducing that 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 partner of yours to that person that has a real place in your life. Because honestly, if they can't work, there will always be an issue. Mm-hmm. And being put in the middle of that is never a good uh, situation. Luckily, mm-hmm. you know, you knew my girlfriend before I got there. So Absolutely. We was, we was like, we was good to go. Shout yes. out to my boo. Yeah. Shout out to her. A happy belated birthday. Yeah, she just had a birthday, yeah. man. You know, nigga was trying to spoil her, you know. Cause what? She, well, I want to know what you did. Man, you Can know, I ask? So we going to, uh, to Cabo tomorrow. You know, uh, just lightly, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Nothing know, major. I, I, I got to get some some sand between my toes, you know. Okay. Vacations always put me in a good place. Absolutely. And uh, also, uh, we went to dinner, of course. 
And so she's talked about, we both work from home. Mm. So she's talked about, you know, creating this aesthetic in her uh, office space. And, you know, I pay attention to clues the few months, especially like building up, leading up to uh, her birthday. So I ended up getting her this chair, this, you know, real nice chair she wanted for her uh, for her um her office. Um, I didn't even know CB2 was a thing. Crate and Barrel. Oh, super cute shit. Yeah, so I, I was like, I got her that, and uh, I got her um a spa day to massage. Where did you? Where Where is the spa? At Jewel. I knew it was the motherfucking Jewel. That's the <laughs> Jewel. If you ever visit Dallas, live in Dallas. I suggest it. They same. took care of me too, without without me even having to show up. So I had, you know, I had a car pick up and take her. You had a car? Because I had to get the chair to be able to get delivered, so I had to get her out the house. Oh, okay. Everybody, let's just pause. For all the women who are here listening who are single and get off by listening to these romantic (laughs) stories, because I do, you had a car service to pick her up? Yeah, because I couldn't take her, and I didn't want her to have to drive, you know, especially after, you know, this intoxicating, you know, spot. Let's drink to that. Legs a little weak, you know what I mean? I need you to make it home, you know what I'm saying? But uh, and then uh, what else? I got her this coat. I paid attention to this coat that she wanted. Uh, and I, I just tried to li- I try to listen. You know, sometimes I think we overthink mm. uh, gifting because if you really pay attention to your your mate, you kind of know exactly what they want. Absolutely, got to get the real response. And so I just tried to put some thought. You know, her birthday in December, though. God damn, you know, I, I, I'm I'm back doing. I got Christmas in two weeks, so God bless. God bless. You February know. right around the corner too. Like shit, you know. I, I hope I don't have no December babies. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be hard. She gonna be hard. It's, it's like tough. I'm gonna have to goddamn save starting in February. <laughs> like, you have to, cause like, what you gonna do? Go for broke? Nah, but man, uh, we had a ball though. You know, hopefully we have a dope ass time. So when y'all hearing that. You know, I will have been tanned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, well, y'all hearing this? Tander. <laughs> I will be tander. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. So. It's a thing today. So, But yeah, fellas, don't, don't be trying to fuck on your homegirls. Absolutely not. And women, same applies to you. That nigga don't look good to you. You lying to yourself. You know, you just, honestly, it's all about, to me, meeting the person's partner, if they have a partner. And being honest, but about you, you have to be a certain way and give a certain energy too to the new partner. Also, as the partner, I will say <laughs> for me, and shout out to Batty Brunch because Batty Brunch has groomed me. <laughs> I used to be a grade A bitch, but was a mean girl. I me. was a mean girl. I wasn't a mean girl in high school. I was prom queen, homecoming queen, shout out Carter High School. But at, <laughs> at in college. At the University of Texas at Austin, Hook'em Horn. You was the mean girl. I, uh, that Austin I had you acting different. Got did. out of Oak Cliff and started feeling yourself. That's period. <laughs> and, and I'm not proud. <laughs> but that's what happened. I was like, none of y'all know me out here. I can be whoever I want to be. That's a whole subject in itself, recreating yourself. I know. And I did. But it was because everybody the was popular in high school when they get to college, y'all. Correct. But girls, like, I was popular in high school, but I was like, Preppy popular. Two-parent household. You know what I'm saying? I know your types. Oh, fuck. Go to black school. All right. But it's like two different kids that go to the school that's yes. quote-unquote in the hood. Yes. Especially somewhere like Oak Cliff. Yes. 
Uh, we have a school kind of like that in Houston called Yates because you have. I know Yates. Third, the, is that Third Ward? Third Ward. You have the McGregor side of Third Ward. That's Beyonce's side. Okay. And then you have the bottoms, you know, the cutie homes and all that. Understood. They're not the bottoms. That's what they call them. Yeah. And so, um, but those worlds can mend in one place. Yeah. So, you know, seeing those demographics navigate those same halls, I'm sure, was interesting. That was me. I, I remember specifically a group of girls that Carter called me white girl. And it wasn't because I was, I didn't think I was acting white, but like I was listening to Adele in high school. Adele was like. Oh, you was a little cultured. I was. How did you get to Adele? Um, How did you find Adele? I had cable. And she was. (laughs) (laughs) We take for granted. You know? I had access to VH1. (laughs) And here I am getting ready for school, listening to Chasing Pavements. Hey. Why why you why you talking like when I moved to California in sixth grade? Wait, what? I lived in California in the sixth grade, uh, San Bernardino. Yeah, that's news to me. But I went to hood, to school in the hood in South Park, in Houston. So I had never gone to school with white kids. Jesus, so that's young. I went to school for per- at Persian for like three weeks. Then we moved to California. I get to school, and uh, you know those like schools you you have on like those Disney Channel movies where it's My like favorite. I'm a Disney kid, absolutely, and like the mountains in the back. It literally was there, and I remember I. <laughs> I had a Michael from the Wood moment. Not the, I ain't get hard or nothing. Not, okay, not like specify. I was only sixth grade. You know, I hadn't jumped off the porch yet, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was around the corner. <laughs> but uh, so I came in. I had a Texas Rangers uh, jersey my mama had bought me, and it was waiting on the bed because she moved there a month or so before we got there. So when we got there, she had our room set up. I thought we were going to at least get a day to, like, you know, get acclimated to the change. She took our ass to school the next day. Like, we flew in about 10 o'clock at night. No. She showed us how to get to the bus stop, and me and my brother was in tow, like... No. <laughs> just at of, school next day. You know, you know, back then, you know, parents was a little harder. Like, my, yeah. my brother was walking to school in, like, kindergarten. And probably because <laughs> our parents grew up harder as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I'm going to drop your ass off at school make friends. Now. God Like, damn. that's pretty much... Damn. <laughs> So I get in there, and my teacher, you know, they. I went to the office. It was like, yeah, we're expecting you. I went to my, I remember my teacher name, Miss Glass. I go in there, I got this damn Texas Ranger. So it's Texas' biggest day on my goddamn shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, y'all, I'm Antoine. I'm from Houston. <laughs> I know that's how I sounded. I know that's how I sounded. I can't. I'm from Houston. Uh, I like football. <laughs> Miss Hughes, with page 15 on? Oh. I literally was like, I like football. Uh, and that's it? I like to play basketball with my friends. And that's it. And I went and sat there. And then you know how I made friends because I was the best athlete in the school. Because it wasn't nothing but a bunch of skater kids and shit. You know, in Texas, we play sports. Yeah. Yeah, they roll skateboards. Yeah. It's a so sport. I was like, damn, they was like the black kid from Texas. And so I, I was the That most, was you. I, was, I got popular real fast. I was the fastest kid and shit. But... When I got there, it was a culture shock. Mm-hmm. But also, I always say that was one of the moments when I realized I was country. Wow. Yeah, you know In what the sixth grade. Like, why you talk like that? Do y'all ride horses? Do you have boots? Bitch, I'm from South Park. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let them fucking know. I live off MLK, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Do your Googles. Like, I felt offended. Like. I like this is what y'all think of us in Texas. Nigga, you taking me down. This nigga said, do your Googles. Do bitch. your Googles. <laughs> you know, better uh, dial up that AOL motherfucker and find out where I'm that from. That part. You know, when somebody couldn't be on the phone for you to get on the internet. 
Ooh. Y'all don't understand them struggles, youngsters. That was a very tough time. I think oh I realized I was country in college because my accent. I didn't know I had an accent, but apparently I do. But whatever. Apparently. Nigga, fuck you. I'm country too, so it feels good to not be the only country motherfucker. It's on a country podcast. show. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Texas, nigga. Period. 45 Connect. Yeah, I'll let. You know, I had never been to Dallas before I moved here. That's sick. Like, I literally had never been to Dallas in 23 years of living until I got here. That's correct. I have all my roots are in Houston. All my family went to Cashmere. Northside. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. All it. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, so, we got a little bit more, you know, but we had to kind of give y'all, bring y'all up to speed on how we met, our background. Yeah. Kind of set the table on yeah. what's going on with the podcast, you know? So, uh, before we get... You know, really started. We kind of want to let y'all know what y'all can expect from the podcast. Okay. Because I feel like podcasting is a derogatory is a derogatory term these days. Let me just say. Let me just say this. One thing y'all gonna get from me is like, and I know every bitch say this shit, but like <laughs> honesty, I don't really know how to bite my tongue well at all. I'm also a Sagittarius for just context, but. Doing this podcast, I was telling Twan, I think I told you, maybe I just started in my head, chair. But I was like, damn, like not another podcast vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was on a podcast previous to this and I loved it, you know? But having that break, everybody just been like dropping podcasts after podcast. Everybody got something to say. And you put a mic in their mouth and man, they just got something to say. Bro, they, they fucking up the game, man. And so for me, I was like, damn, like. I, <laughs> I got to convince more people to listen. You know, it's like one of those things. If you are a makeup artist or a mm-hmm. hairstylist or a clothing designer or an event planner, you're used to people creating brands that are in your lane all the time. You know what we are to the podcast game? Hmm. We're Nas. New Nas. New, explain, like 21 you know, Savage hating Nas? No, you know, Nas has win, that's winning Grammys doing uh, collab albums with Hit Boy. Understood. We're seasoned lyrical rap in a world of mumble rappers. Look at us. Look at you defining us. That's what we are. I like that. Tap in. I like that. You know what I'm saying? That makes me confident because it's always like, what's going to set your podcast apart vibes? And for me, to be honest, I don't think like, I don't think about that. What sets us apart is us. Not to be like head ass or nothing, but like. I'm me and you're you. Right. You know, and like when we're together, there's an energy and a synergy there that no one else has because we're not on those shows. So it is going to be what it's going to be. And it's y'all's choice to listen. Right. I hope you listen. But at first I was nervous. I was like, fuck, like you got to start a new Instagram. You got to start a new YouTube. That's kind of the fun part, though. Is it? Because you can kind of set the stage and also... The fact that we've been on podcasts yeah. before, we kind of know the missteps that we took last time, and also you get a new, you get a new canvas. That's true. You kind of because I said with this show, I'm hoping that we can kind of go outside of our norm. Mm-hmm. Like we want to have guests from outside our normal walks of life. What kind know? of guests you want to have? I Let wanna, them know what we expect. So I, I want to have a dominatrix. Um, I like that. Uh, I don't like that, but I don't like. I like that. I want to have somebody in a polyamorous relationship. I want to have a pastor on here, a reformed pastor, like somebody that came from that used to get down. Yeah, mm. you know, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, shit, I, I mean, 
I want to have people from like that are foreigners outside of this American culture, yeah. you know, that are new here because my girlfriend had experience. Yeah. So I just want to see what is the lens, you know, um, that people see America in hell. Uh, I want somebody who used to be a pimp back in the days. Like pimp I want to know. Okay. <laughs> I want somebody who is creating an app from scratch, like who's worked in Delve in tech, uh, somebody that's an angel investor, somebody that's rich. I want somebody that's a fucking trust fund baby. I want I want a trans person. Okay. Because Oh, that's that'd be a dope. I just really do and not for like likes or right. to check a box, but truly to have an honest conversation about things. What's the right terms to say? How do you feel about people's ignorance? Did you give people a chance to get acclimated to learning terms and things like that? Like, I yeah. want to have a trans person on the show. I would also love to have a baby boomer. Oh, somebody. I really want to have a conversation with someone over 60. Specifically my parents. We got to get that black. Oh, my gosh. Black love. They like the black Cosby's. I <clears throat> love my mom and my daddy so much. Cliff, not Bill. Absolutely. Cliff, Thank you. Yes. The Huxtable. They the Huxtables. The one on the, the show, not the behind the scenes. They the Huxtables. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would like to have my parents on the show um, or, you know, baby boomers. I would love to have, I know people have done this before, but I do want to have a therapist on the show. I want to have a mental a therapist, mm -hmm. like someone who we speak to. And I also want to have a sex therapist on. I need to go to sex therapy, just because, for the record. Because intimacy is something that's a lost art with our generation. Absolutely. So I want to have that type of discussion. Yeah. Um, someone who's into, like, reclamating the, the, the neighborhood, like a lot of people who are investors in real estate. The reason I say that is I've noticed there was an uptick of entrepreneurs and things, but I feel as though I just want to, I want to talk to people who made their money during COVID. Ooh, that's me. <laughs> like, because, I, like, I just want to just have so many. I, I'm saying this to say we don't want to just have our homeboys and homegirls pull yeah, up no. and just have redundant conversations. Absolutely not. If you have an alternative perspective or job or lifestyle, whatever it might be, or just a story or an experience that is outside the norm. Yeah, especially for me and me and my best friend, Bemi, we talk about this all the time. Black girl tragic, right? Mm -hmm. I want to talk to somebody who who failed. Like, I want to talk to somebody who was like, Hey, I started out doing in 2016. I had this type of brand. It was going great. I couldn't scale. I couldn't keep up with the demand. So I, I stopped mm -hmm. and now I work a nine to five and I love it. Cause I love having healthcare. Like I want to talk to somebody like that because I think we always be like, Oh, entrepreneur. Want to talk to new mothers. Oh my God. I heard you can lose your teeth being pregnant. You can lose your teeth. Your, your teeth life spread, um, Oof. discoloration, um, uh, hyperpigmentation. That's just fucking wild. So that like, I always say, birthing a baby is the ultimate sacrifice. It's the closest that you come to death. Yes, and like you're literally putting your body on the line to bring life into the world. Period. But also. That's when the love is tested, but it also should be lifted to another level in regards to that man. Absolutely. That's why push gifts are important. Like, I, I can't, I, I, I cannot imagine how dope it must feel to see the woman you love carrying your seat. Mm -hmm. And like seeing that experience, seeing that life growing up. That's why I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm 36. I'm going to be, the old, I'm going to be the old daddy. You feel me? Like, I'm going to be. 
Mature father. Hey, I'm going to be Nike tech suits. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With my fresh Air Force Wars. I think he's going to be a clean father. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like, damn, he got a little flat. He got a little flavor. Yeah. I ain't going to embarrass my kids when I go up to the schoolhouse. God you know? forbid. Like, oh, he got that shit on. When I was elementary, my daddy was rocking platinum fubu outfits. <laughs> oh, for real? And that's how I knew it was lit. I'm going, that's why, you know, I'm going to be suburban daddy chic. You know, that's like. Mm, that's not, a genre. That's a genre that we need to go on and. Niggas, we need to tap into that. You know yes. what I'm saying? Suburban daddy sheet. Everybody can't be a real nigga at 40. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we need to tap into it. 700 FICO scores and up only. You know what I'm saying? Period. 401ks. And if you're an entrepreneur, nigga, you got some real savings. That part. You, you know what I'm saying? And the reason I say this is, like I said, this is a podcast for 30-somethings. Mm-hmm. We didn't got all, because I know I didn't blew through some bread. Child. In my life, I think about the decisions I've made financially, and I just shiver. Oh, <laughs> like, it's shameful sometimes. And so, the reason I say that's why I want to tap into us evolving in all facets of life. I'm just so excited to be here. I don't think you realize. Oh, like, man, I've been ready to get into the to the studio because we have such dope dialogue. Yeah, I'm like, I want y'all motherfuckers to come in. And like I said, happy hour. Just so y'all know. I have commitment issues, but with Tuan, we have met every week at this bar by my house for convenience. Thank God. We're not telling y'all either because we do not need y'all niggering it up. Hell no. Sorry, but it's low key, pro key. So, but we've been meeting weekly. I have, we have my laptop and typing little notes and stuff. Like, it's been real official. And, you know, we drink during it, and, like, we have honest dialogue that prompts our shows. And so I'm really excited about that. But so I want to ask you a question. What's up? Let's tell them, or let me ask you a question. What will we do with this podcast, and what won't we do? So one thing that we will do with mm-hmm. this podcast is give you all a consistent Good product. What I mean by that is if we don't stand behind the product, we won't release it. That's real. And so uh, the reason I say that is because that's just a part of content creating. You're not going to bat a thousand every every show. Also, we're not doing this thing weekly, you know. Sorry. Life happens so fast. In order to have real, like, dialogue and I feel like a real energy when we come in. Yeah. Taking that gap in the week. It doesn't become a chore. It becomes something we're looking forward to getting back in the studio and doing. Absolutely. I feel like it's the definition of, like, letting the beat breathe. Yeah. I agree. And then also, uh, we saw, we told you this in the, in the decree, but being honest, you know, toxicity is not something that we're trying to uh, use to get us on the map, you know? No, this is not a clickbait show. Yeah, we're not doing it for that, you know, because you know, I really believe some of y'all be taking, like, Y'all just be doing having fuck it moments to go viral. No. Like, you don't even believe some of the shit that y'all be saying. I think it's just you're trying to paint yourself as the toxic dude or the toxic woman. It's sick. And I have to just let you know that you got to live with that shit off the, off, off of the uh, social media uh, platform. And so we just try to have a mature but not... Uh, not a t- like we want to have a mature, but we not we're not a very square. When I tell you this, what I mean by that is... We can cut outside the line sometimes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we're not trying to get no goddamn book deal. 
You no, know, I mean, she's trying to call me. Yeah. You know, we ain't trying to heal Harper, this motherfucker. Hell no. I mean, shout out to him. <laughs> shout out to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, But no, I, I think it's going to be fun and honest, but respectful. I think what I want people to know, I'm very, like, self-aware. Yeah. Like, extremely so. What I try to do, and I think this is where we are the same, we move in respect. Yeah. And if anything is viewed as disrespect, it's an accident. Like, I don't try to be disrespectful on purpose. Right. Ever. To any group or any person. Right. It's all my perspective and my thought and my view. And it's, I think that's one of the nerve-wracking things about doing a podcast. Like, whatever you say is there forever. We should got an edit button right. <laughs> it's just going to be a little pause. Yeah, it's going to be like, a skill. What the fuck It's like... <laughs> Don't worry about that. Edit that out, my guy. Cause no, who's embarrassing me? No. Hey, but we yeah. still got we still got, you know, money to make and deals to, you know, do. And I still work in corporate America. So the worst thing is when somebody finds your podcast that you don't want to find your podcast. Oh shit. It's like, ugh. You know, I found out my girl, uh, grandma listened to our podcast. She know everything. Oh she my did. god! Hey, she, but she cool as hell though. But I, you know, I it's just something. It's, it's something that was the first impression. She's like, you got a podcast. Oh, a damn near just st- chest went in my stomach. Oh my god! God forbid. I mean, my granny, all my people is gone. <laughs> but my mom, honestly, my parents. I think your mom will be cool. With we're the a real liberal family. So y'all really are based off of what you tell me. And I love that you, your, your parents aren't old fashioned in their mindset, especially when it comes to having grown kids. Yeah. You know, I know some people who can't say lie in front of their parents at 35. That's <laughs> no, absolutely. I curse with my you parents. You should be 35 with kids talking about, he told a story. Not a story. Cause you, it, I literally just saw it on social media where people was like, what, what word that wasn't a cuss word. Were we not allowed to say shit? Ninety three percent of the people in there said lie, and I'm like, we always talking about a story. How old was you when you first cussed in front of your mama? Sixteen. Sixteen. It was a heated moment. She hit me in the back orbital, whatever this is. If we got anybody, you that's got nicked. And like, she hit me right here. Yeah. Whole body just went limp. I thought I was paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Legs just started tingling. Like, oh shit! Like. I thought my career was over. <laughs> like, 16. Mama was 5'3", man. Rest her soul. My mom was 5'3", with heavy hands. You know, I was feeling myself. I'm about 195. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like... You getting attention. Man, fuck that. <gasps> I hit that corner. And I just want to let you know, man, it was light, then it was dark. <laughs> <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> and that's when you know, like, a single parent, especially a single mom, got to dig deep when it comes to chastising her boys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they love on us so hard because they know I have to. I'm gonna have to punch you in your throat to make you understand. But I want you to know it comes from a loving place. Yeah, I just don't want you to be no fuck nigga. Absolutely. My not. mom used to talk to me like that. Like, don't be a sorry ass nigga. God forbid. Like, Thank my God. Just look, like, not the oh my baby. No, she'd be like, please don't be no sorry <laughs> ass. Like. I won't be able to live myself if I've raised some sorry-ass niggas. But look at you. Man. You not a sorry-ass nigga, friend. Her legacy lives in me because Amen. I came a long way. Yeah, okay. I, I had a six, six, seven-year fuck nigga run. I feel like that's shorter than most. You know, well, it was, it was, it was bad. It was significant. It was a, it was a few long-term situationships. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasted a lot of time. 
Yeah, I'm exiting out of one right now. I wasted a lot of time. You know? Damn. <laughs> you add up all the time. I, it was about four years of like some. If you add up everybody months, like accumulate the six yeah, months. Yeah, it totals years, up to. It's about four, five years. Half a decade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So some women went through it with me, man. You know, I didn't have. I didn't have pop-ups, you know what I'm saying? Came out the letters in the goddamn windshield. Wow. That's why being out these streets is so peaceful. I sleep better. Food tastes better. For the record, everyone, I'm sadly still in the streets. (laughs) I don't know which camera to look at, but just know I'm still there. I don't want to be there. I'm there involuntarily. So no pajama uh, photo shoot this, this year? Man, I've been trying to achieve that dream since 2016. Damn, that when it became a thing, huh? Yeah, that's when it hit. That's when it hit, too. Damn, I, you were just getting out of one, huh? You didn't make it. I, I was in one. <laughs> I suggested it. He didn't match. We did wear pajamas, but they weren't matching. People would have been like, they're on their way out. You know? <laughs> you dropped that with, uh, with it wasn't, none matching. It wasn't get. We did semi-watch. I, I want to do this. This is my dream yeah. Christmas date, right? Take us there. Everybody close your eyes. Right. Unless you're driving. You close an eye. Yeah, close your <laughs> Unless you drive. Unless you're driving or right. typing. But my dream Christmas day is me and my man, he comes over my apartment, right? Or what kind not, of candle scent you got? You know, I'm with the candles. It's like a seance. It's got to be a cinnamon or something in the air. It's, this, a, this it's Christmas. an apple spice this, vibe. This Christmas, it's an, okay. It's take honestly, us there. it's an assortment. Take us there. Okay, You know, there. we got apple spice, no pumpkin. You got cinnamon in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm there. I'm there. Okay. We there. We there. We there. Okay. That's the vibe. You come in. It's already dimly lit. I have, or let me go back. It's candles. Eventually, when he comes over, we're cooking a meal together, right? Because I want like to, I want to like get in the vibes. Like teamwork makes a dream work vibe, right? What's the playlist? Playlist, ooh, I want a Shanti Christmas time. I want All On For Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Let it I snow, want, it's um, got to be somewhere in there. I want, you said who? Let it snow, got to be somewhere in Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Okay, okay. We, What's the other one on I can't list? think okay. of because I've been drinking? Um, Donny Hathaway, got to be somewhere in there. That part, and it's a... Maybe Chris Brown if, if you... That's if, my if, one. You know, okay. What's the Feeling one young? with okay. Temptations? Oh, Silent Light. Hello, people. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's it. That's it. Okay. It was a night yes, before Christmas. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> I want that. Okay, we there. We there. You know, we cooking dinner. Somebody's making the cocktails. Like, we looked up a Pinterest cocktail Get recipe. Lit while we cook, okay? We got now. cinnamon sticks and cranberries in the shits, you know? Mm-hmm. We sit down in our matching PJs and we are watching um, A Merry Little Christmas. That's the Lifetime movie with Kelly Rowland. My grandma loved them shits. Yeah, man. We watching that and it's candles, it's vibes, and we don't finish the movie. That's a vibe. I God, know. Damn, but I've yet to find that person. <sighs> it's okay, though. I'm happy being by myself because ain't nobody out there cheating on me. But you got hoes. No, no. No. All right. What I, I mean to, by I that to, I is to. you have suitors. You just, niggas ain't acting right. At this current juncture, oh, my my uh, psychic <laughs> twice this year, <laughs> niggas and drove me to, to Y'all psychics. got her doing bi semi-annual check-ins with a fucking tarot reader. Yeah. And she been 75% accurate. This is what black women dealing with with us fellas. This, this is what we have taken them. They are in the witchcraft now. But oh my god, they ain't even going to the altar no more for us. They, oh they said, "Fuck the altar." 
Lord, you've been you've been sovereign, but I need a new playbook. I need just a little bit more insight. <laughs> Into what's coming, you know, but no, I don't have holes no more. Right now, I'm in the spirit. I'm not the space. I'm in the space of like getting to know yourself, re getting to know myself. You know, I'm 34 now. Just celebrated a birthday, which we got to get into. Yes, I just celebrated a birthday, y'all. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to relearn myself and not have my time or my peace interrupted. Right. That's where I'm at. I feel that, you know, and uh. <laughs> You know, speaking of peace interrupted, mm. you know, uh, I feel like this is a good pivot mm. because we're going to come back to your growth in this year, threefold, your Hakeem year. Yeah. Um, but I want to I want you to know that sometimes the heart wants something a little different than what is in front of us. So those who we think are our favorites. Mm. Might not be the one that has our heart. That part. Sometimes you might be working with the woman you love. Hmm. You Speak know on what I'm it. saying? Sometimes <laughs> you might be having to get away to a getaway in the woods. Braise <laughs> <laughs> ass while y'all close up and, and pack up y'all luggage. bags. That's how you know they was having some nasty sex. That Daddy. nigga had to get one more grace. He was liking that lady. Like it was so random. Like it wasn't even like let me grab. It was just like a grace, like a perverted. I'm in the club, don't know you type of grace. That's what it was looking like. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we are talking about TJ and Amy on uh, what is it? Is it Good Morning America? Good Morning America, man. Look, I'm gonna tell you what my Mama told me. That nigga fine. <laughs> wait, wait. I can see her Mama saying this. <laughs> My mama is a beautiful, married, happily 62-year-old queen. She said she got eyes. This is my daddy say. I can look at the menu as long as I don't order nothing. That's 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 the level of love I want to get to. You know that nigga ain't going nowhere. That he just there looking. He's looking. Like, he ain't going nowhere. It's just vibes. Look, nigga. Yeah. You, you, we can look together. You like that? Right. That's cute. <laughs> My mama said, TJ Holmes is a fine man. And she don't fault Amy Robot, however you say her last name, for dipping and dapping. Because I have a feeling, sorry to get explicit, I think TJ was dicking her down real nicely. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. That's why I, they got up there so goddamn confident the day after. Like, fuck Holding hands. What we got is for us. Knocking back Stella's. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had a prissy that, ass, nasty ass. It was in that bitch. time in the woods. No. The prosecco is is being poured by the by the every ten minutes. They practicing marathons. <laughs> I mean, they up together they, at five a.m. I know, so I know they libidos is through the roof. They running <laughs> and laying. They probably got up in the morning, took a, a jog, a brisk jog together, and had sex in the shower. Hey, babe. <laughs> and then his wife called. Well, you know how you doing, babe? I'm practicing for the marathon. Oh. Gosh, another one, boo. I'm under a lot of stress. <laughs> he hit up with that stress. The producers are on us. You know, the they say, they're saying the ratings are slipping, so we need to get together for we, these retreats for the we chemistry. we got to do the marathon. They're saying our Q ratings are slipping, so we <laughs> they brought us to a cabin to just have dialogue for. Not dialogue. <laughs> like, what did you tell her, bro? That's what I want to know. <laughs> like, That's what I want to know. But I heard his wife or, you know, a strange wife. It's like the chief of staff at Rock Nation. You know that nigga wasn't married to no bum. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, shout out to her. But like, I just wonder 
unpopular opinion. Anyone out there who's if the popular opinion is that shame she on them. Got a nigga on the side too while you play I mean, if she's smart, mailroom nigga if from she's Brooklyn. Smart, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm on this Heights. Hey, got a little. He not hood hood. He hood. He adjacent. hood adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, he trying to get him. He trying to get himself out the slums. You know what I'm saying? And he probably dicking her down she too. She being her. She being his mentor. That's gonna be me. Let me lead the way. That's me. I got a feeling that those. Are, that's what's in the cards for me. My finest man. Straight fuck on the, the white bitch. Oh God damn. <laughs> I just. I feel like at the end of the day, I enjoyed their scandal. It was like TV. It was like a real show. If they would have let them rock out for the week, the the ratings would have been through the roof. I don't know why they let them. They took them out there. That's sick. They they let them on. They kept them on the air for like a day or two. But TJ was being real cocky. Now he forgot he was black. He did. It's like the eyes. You, it was the eyes. It's the you eyes. know, it's the fair skin. Yep. You one of us still, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And honestly, I think it was a little bit more palatable because it wasn't like a. Like a dark ass nigga, right? You know what I'm he saying? Was like, wait, what's his real name? We would never know Thea- it's, Theodore. It's Theophilus. I Thea- promise. I'm gonna find this I, shit. I, I guess Theo. I, he he gave me Theo. It's Theo. Some some. I can't pronounce it. He he feel like the nigga who married a black woman to be accepted by his family, but he always felt like he had to go over there and dip in the snow. You ready for the real name? Yeah, <clears throat> Lutilius. <laughs> Is he Creole? He is. Lutilius T.J. Holmes Jr. <laughs> Lutilius Sr., where you at, man? <laughs> like, I feel like Lutilius was a bad, bad, bad nigga back in the day, man. He had hoes. I feel like. And this nigga is walking in his steps. <laughs> this nigga. Everybody on the show was like, I too have fucked T.J. Holmes. They said he was fuck, He was running through the whole goddamn company. But is that a crime? But if you honestly think about it, so I don't know if a lot of you have watched this show. Me and my girl binged it. It's a show called Newsroom. I haven't watched it yet. It's Jennifer Anderson, Aniston and Steve Carroll. And there's about, who's it? Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. yeah. So Reese Witherspoon. And so Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carroll, like longtime co-hosts. And uh, they've had like a rendezvous in the past, but like both of their spouses are kind of jealous of their bond. In okay. And it just kind of shows some of the... Uh, the scandal and things that news uh, uh, companies hide for their talent. Mm. I, like, the shit damn near feel like the NFL. Do you feel like, because Newsroom was on Apple TV? What was no, it called? Uh, it, it was on Apple TV, yeah. Okay. And if you if you get a chance, please watch it. Like, it's so many, like, cliffhangers. And, like, even me telling you that doesn't, like, tell you no, much justice. of the show. Right. Okay. But that's why when this came out, that's the first place my, my yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's crazy. And... But also, we, no one, and shout out to that black woman who's getting the support on social media, but no one gives a damn about old girl Amy, uh, husband. We ain't, Amy, husband who? That's why. That's, that's why. I don't care about white male tears. That's what's funny. I'm like, so sorry for your loss. Like, because I know as a man, like, find out that a nigga having, like, bomb ass sex with your wife gotta be crippling. With, like, 48 paparazzi plates. Unless. Y'all have one of them marriages where it's like, shit, I ain't slept with you in two years. Now, they said that they've been separated from their spouses since August. Because their spouses probably been know they was fucking. That's what I'm saying. So why would they lose their jobs? Because the thing about it in this society now, 
it's a it's a it's a decorum, especially when sex is in the in 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 play. I thought now I don't know the bylaws at the GMA studio. Yeah. But I thought that it was it was tricky if you fucking like a direct report. But that's why they say you like the last couple of days has come out that he's had multiple rendezvous through it. That's why I say he was running up and through there. He was the he was the talent. I'm the star. That shit breaks my heart. Think of how many goddamn stagehands, secretaries, junior assistants. That is, he... is this the same as, not to dig up the past, but is this the same as, uh, I don't know his name, but Nia Long's ex-boo? M.A. Udoka, no, he, he was batting up. In, in, she like was he, up? He, he was batting up there. I okay. think he was more of day fetish. But he thought that you he know, was he, his job? He was the subordinate. That's just why I think oh. he was day fetish. That's... That's kind of the difference for me. It's like, nigga, like the power element wasn't in his in his hand. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's what made that a little gotcha. different. He wasn't like the man like, in nigga, power. No, what I'm saying is the nigga still was the nigga think, thinking with his dick. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it wasn't like he was leveraging who I am to like you get ahead. No, this gotcha. was like, you know who my husband is type Vibes. situation. Yeah. So that's why they had to like handle him real and uh, accordingly, but also I saw Nia Long was like, she felt as though they didn't support her. They didn't. It was kind of like they got the news, ran with it, and smeared the whole shit. What do you expect them to do? I mean, that's true, This too. is a billion-dollar franchise. I hate to harp on this. I'm going to just say this. Nia Long has not been in any controversy. But here comes this fine black man. She ain't did nothing but be fine. That's all she did? the past 30 years. God damn, uh, and this how you this how you do her MA? That's why I want a white man. Yep, I said it here. You heard it here first, folks. Do you watch Real Housewives of Potomac? Yeah. But I'm yes and no. Leave it there. What? You talking about Ashley Darby? Cause that ain't the love that ain't the love I'm looking for. Yeah, what? You know fuck niggas don't have a color, right? I Okay, that's a fair point. But this is the thing. You don't think white men cheat? I, I went to a school cheat. that was six percent black. I know a lot of white men. I don't think I think the type of white man that I want, I want a I want a hipster, woke. I love I want an Alexis or whatever Serena got. Does he have a dick? Oh Serena Williams man? Yeah. Yeah. That nigga's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Damn near. He close. Look, black men. Personally, I'm sick of your shit. I'm so sorry. I know you'll believe that because you texted back every nigga you didn't text today. I didn't say I was going to be anti-black man. (laughs) I just said I want to welcome white men to the fold. Oh, you were welcome. Oh, yeah. Date outside your race. I feel like every woman should date outside their race. Yeah. Figure out the lay of the land. And may the best man win. May the best man win. And and, uh, honestly, I've never been one of those people who like, oh, you dating outside your race. I just say... Handle everything accordingly. Just don't forget where your ass came from. You know what I'm you know, saying? You know, I like, can't. I used to have a Texas on my tooth. Don't be a Herschel Walker nigga. You know what I'm saying? That man is... CTE took I was, a toll on me. Did you just nigga. read my brain? CTE took a toll. That shit is there, nigga. Oh, that nigga. That shit is there. And the fact that he had white handlers. <laughs> just, just, nigga, don't talk too much. That part. Yet still. I can just see him in a room somewhere in Georgia. They just trying to grill him. And they order, this nigga's dumber than I thought. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to just say shout out to the man that won. Warnock? Is that his Warnock. name? Warnock. Shout out to Pastor Warnock. Shout out to him. 
I'm proud of him. I'd be embarrassed if I had if I came that close to losing the Hirsch Walker. It's embarrassing. Though. It's really like I didn't did all this goddamn work in my life and career. Mm-hmm. And you let a nigga get this close to beating me because he ran for 2,000 yards at the University of Georgia. You know what's sicker? <laughs> what? Is that Texans just let Abbott win all together. You know, honestly, I think the only person that could have probably beat uh, Governor Abbott was Vince Young. That's sick. Now you think about Herschel Walker. Well, you think, I, yeah. <laughs> like, it's a popularity. It's like, I really believe like Vince Young would have got a nigga runoff. They would have been like, that's a bad bet. He's a winner. He would have had UT's vote. You know, he's a winner. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, some niggas was trying to do Trump. What did he win, nigga? <laughs> Not a whole ass thing. Well, I mean, did you see that drive against USC? That's sick. I feel like he can lead our state out of despair. That's sick behavior. <laughs> that is sick behavior. Uh, he would have got my vote, He probably would have got my vote. I'm like, Hire Clark, nigga. It, not Hire Not Madison. <laughs> not Madison High School. I'm going to take it back to the roots. <laughs> That's sick. Like, I remember you at the quarterback bashes in high school, nigga. For the record, Vince Young did go to my college, and he is the reason that I decided to go to UT. The nigga could have been governor. Think of that. I'm just saying, when they beat USC in the Rose Bowl, I was like, this is a winning institution. You know you just made a point that we're going to go into, right? Which is? Shout out to Prime. Okay, Deion Sanders. You made, you literally brought us to our next point in the show perfectly. I'm psychic, for those of you who don't know. But <laughs> like, keep going, keep cooking. The fact that you said seeing a winning program. Yeah. Putting in front of your your eyes mm-hmm. made a school more appealing. I didn't even realize it. That I, I just said it, and now I'm realizing that it. is the oldest thing in marketability in college sports, mainly college football. Why do you think they pour so much? Mm. Like Alabama's enrollment has gone up about twenty percent. In so there's the a direct correlation to winning program to admissions. You look numbers. on TV. You're a 16, 17 year old kid, and you send these students. Having all this celebratory moments, they showed Tennessee when they beat Alabama this past year. The fans taking the uh, the field goal posts through the town, putting it in the in the river, orange everywhere. Like I damn it was like, what what's what's going on in Knoxville? You get what I'm saying? Two things. First thing, thank you for saying Tennessee and not UT. I'm from Texas. I know that's fucking right. Shit. Sorry. Um, secondly. You're right. I mean, when I remember watching the USC Texas game in real time mm-hmm. at home with my entire family, and when we won, I was a junior. I was 16, and I knew I was going to take. I was, well, I had ulterior motives. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go to UT and find me a nigga a football player. I'm gonna find me a football player. I'm gonna be an NFL wife." <laughs> oh, I had dreams. Be thinking they go to the same school. I had big dreams. <laughs> big dreams. <laughs> Uh, it was a dream to purr, <laughs> but it was a dream on the list. Got you a nigga on the practice squad. You know, he damn near made it. <laughs> you know he what? damn near made it. For the record, I was so afraid at UT. <laughs> I was so scared of having a reputation. Because at the time, slut shame was at an all-time high. And y'all don't be knowing who the stars. You don't know you. At the time, I picked my stars very well. I'm not going to say his name. But, but he that left star. tackle who was big and musty. Was the first round pick that was gonna be there, and it was like, Ugh. but that little that little receiver who wore the, the the nice clothes and shit ended up being on the practice squad, and this big musty nigga that wasn't getting edge ups, then when it became a top fifteen pick, I was like on the I was in the sports dorm, 
It's where I stayed. So you saw all type of shit. I saw, I had a crush on, this is very much so a derail, but I had a big old crush on DJ Augustine. Oh. That is so random. My God, that <laughs> nigga there. Ooh, how do you see him? He lived on the 10th floor, I lived on the 5th. Oh, reverse, 5 and you 10, yeah. You got the schedule. I, I knew it. We both had t- Tuesday 8 a.m. classes. <laughs> we was getting breakfast at the same time. So I was waiting in the lobby. He he coming down in the moment. Oh, one time he had the elevator for me, and I knew <laughs> he was in love with me. Why you shoot the shot? He didn't know his, he didn't know my name. I, I was too scared. So shout out to DJ Augustine, wherever you are, boo. Man, like, and the reason I said that you we made a perfect point is a lot of you might know mm-hmm. that Deion Sanders, uh, Coach Prime, as they call him, mm-hmm. has um, has exited in an uproar for a lot of people. Exited the Jackson State program and taking a job at uh, Colorado University, yeah. well, University of Colorado. Let me get it right. That part. Um, but the thing about it is, a lot of people are up in arms and calling him a sellout, saying that the nigga basically finessed the swag. Think piece all HBCUs. Like, yeah. this is an indictment on everything that tied to Dion and his. I'm hearing about shit from Prime Prep, Truth Little League. God damn. How the damn team mom back in Truth League didn't get her, re, her, her um, refund when she bought the Capri Suns. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. I'm just saying, they bring, the up, they bring it up all type of shit. I it's knew he OD. wasn't shit. Y'all was just on his dick four days ago. Hello. And uh, uh, honestly, this is an indictment on us as people because I didn't go to an HBCU. But I grew up in the HBCU culture. I was surrounded by it. Mm. So I know it's a real thing. And that's why when people try to discredit the impact of Dion, it really annoyed me. Because I'm seeing all of these new media platforms that are HBCU centric. I'm seeing all these Facebook groups because I'm in four of them. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, it and like. I'm seeing all of these players come from Power Fives to HBCUs because it's like if I can't play for them, I want to at least play against them. Mm. Mm. But I could just count the money. Deion Sanders' contract was for three years, for for four years, $1.2 million plus uh, ticket sales after 30% attendance. Okay. Uh, 30,000 attendance. Mm-hmm. See, the stadium sees 60,000. 60, so three hundred thousand a year, <clears throat> just in both. They're going to the Celebration Bowl on the seventeenth. The teams get one point five million dollars a piece for making it to the Celebration Bowl. They made it last year, and they're making it this year. What's one point five million times two? I don't know, man. You know this. What's one point five million times two? Three. What's 15? Is it three? Three million. Okay, I'm so smart. Texas in Texas uh University of Texas Education, yeah. You know, look at Lawrence. I see how y'all football plays. No calculator <laughs> was used in the addition of those numbers. But uh now and so right there he's brought his value to the school. If he didn't give y'all shit else, y'all paid him one point two million and he brought in three million into the damn school. That's fact. If you know math, you won in it. I can't call you a pimp if I ca- if I gained more than 
the facilities that he had to pay half his goddamn annual salary I heard salary that he gave for. some of his salary to facilities. It ain't like this nigga picking up the title and like, I'm taking this shit with me. Right. So still be right there, right? That he donated. So they have this 10-year um, apparel deal with Under Armour, mm-hmm. who had a great relationship with Deion Sanders. I think they're two years into that. So they have another They still got years. that. Oh, damn. So they came up. They came up. Whether he's there or not. Whether he's there or not. Do you understand that they didn't have enough housing for the amount of freshmen that they had coming to this? They're, they're, that that's how big their freshman class was. Really? So, do you think that Deion Sanders' prime time did he owe anything to JSU? And if he did owe anything, did he pay it already? <clears throat> I think what happened was. As black people, we hang ourselves on emotions, especially when somebody that is the messenger has accomplished greatness. Mm-hmm. We, it's like we love the the person that came back to the hood or came back and like poured into us after having all of this exp- exponential like success. Mm-hmm. So when Dion came to the HBCU world, illegitimized a world that kind of in the sports world or most mostly that was kind of ignored. Overlooked, it, it, for sure. It, it gives you legitimacy when an icon in the sports world like Dion comes and becomes the coach of an HBCU program. Did he set, though, an expectation that he would be there long term? Or well, was he that just an said assumption? God brought him there. He said but he the, was that, swag, didn't he? I mean. He had a if, phone. That nigga didn't pour more into the swag than all, any of us. You got to think. No, I haven't. Dion makes more than 300K just being Dion. Mm. I make more just being me. Like between he on Affleck commercials every time you see a football. You you don't think Affleck paying him more than three hundred k annually? I don't really know. You don't think Affleck Affleck is paying him and Nick Saban more than three hundred k annually? To be honest, I really don't. They are because they they are bringing him f- private jets just to go and do uh, commercials. This is my take. This is my hot take. Yeah, you know I love sports. Like, <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> um, but I do like Deion Sanders because he played for the Cowboys. Anyway, my take is this. Who cares? Like, I just feel like people care too much. And maybe maybe I'm saying that because I didn't go to a PWR. I mean, I didn't go to HBCU. Granted, I come from a family of HBCUs. My whole family went to Jarvis and Prairie View. But for me, a UT graduate, I never had to think about coaches bringing legitimacy to my program that's why it's different because it's a privilege i guess the hbc world has created such greatness in so many avenues but it's kind of like the land over there and what i mean by that is it's not a lot of funding Mm. and if there is funding it's a lot of mismanagement but it's a old it's, it's the infrastructure is so flawed for so long that it's it's almost like you can't Bring yourself out the hole. So when you get this light, mm-hmm. like Dion, you want to hold on. It's to like it. you want to hold on to. I it. get that, but unfortunately, that light is great outside of the world. I wish that this is what I wish. I wish that the conversation was for those who are like pissed. Yeah, I wish that their thoughts were, "Thank you, Dion, for bringing us legitimacy." Uh, a different caliber of player, 
the uh, Alumni Association put a post out that was classy. I appreciate well, it. I, well, then shout out to the JSU alum. Yeah. Because I wish it was more like a, a thank you, but our feelings are hurt. Mm-hmm. And I wish the opposing side, the ones that are like, he always said he was leaving. And don't you post the elevator in your career? Dumb Those people. Those the people whose teams was getting their ass whooped by Jackson State. Even them people, I don't even agree with them. Like, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe his plan was to always elevate. All of our plans are to elevate. And while I do agree with that, I wish that their stance was more like, listen, this black man is elevating in pay and influence. Let's celebrate him. Taking a 2,000% race. That's astronomical. So I wish they were like, you know what? Congratulations, DM, for your uptick in pay and whatever. At the same time, JSU current football program, we sympathize with where you are now, and we hope that the next coach is one that is whatever the fuck. Like, I just wish that everybody was just, like, not so polarizing. I I feel sorry for that next coach, man. Um, what if it's fucking like Shannon Sharp or someone? It won't be. Shannon Sharp, the AWC world ain't fucking with that Shannon Sharp. Right oh, he made a comment, right? Yeah. I ain't even going to get into that. Okay. You know, he was already they, the he, one he that was it. dealing with the white women's. You know, so they already like was on his ass. They was looking for him to fuck up. So, Unc, they on your head, bro. Just stay out of Twitter. With and so keep smoking them blacks but, and Hennessy. Honestly, like the coach that, t- that comes in behind Dion is like the new 8 Viv. Damn. <laughs> Like, you won't win. I don't give a fuck how many tearjerker scenes you have. <laughs> like, Unless they're winning. It ain't Dion. So? Like, for like be fucking for real. Like, BFFR. Right, let's a, be real. I'm about to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Since Saturday, Colorado's Instagram has gained 114,000 followers. Okay. All right. Let's be that as it may. They had 59,000 followers. That's fine. They ain't won a game yet with him as the but lead. But what I'm saying is, unfortunately, well, they're going to get attention because people will want to see how they're going to be Absolutely. post Dion. But if they're winning, it's like a flare that you can't replace. Like, Dion can go into any goddamn room, any goddamn ballroom, and be like, I need this. Walmart cut the check for their practice facility. Straight hand popped out with the Good suits. Good old Michael Straight. American Airlines had them niggas flying presidential. I seen to, it's like goddamn, on. this nigga can go eleven and zero. But why we riding the bus, man? We was riding that American Airlines charter flight last year. <laughs> like, My only thing is, what's more important, JSU wins or prime? What's more important? This is why y'all can show y'all greatness, especially with the attention that you have right now. Your greatness as an institution, embrace it. All hands on deck. Make sure the money, that money is right. The infrastructure is right. Jackson, Mississippi, get that water shit together. That part, that's where y'all's concerns need to be placed. I, man, this nigga, make, he got too much money to be having the fucking bathe in the pool. Like, that's out of line. I don't know. Cause I, my, mind, my mind is telling me that the, the water. It's a government issue. True, but my mind is telling me that it's in certain parts. It's not literally every faucet Jackson, in Jackson. Jackson, in like Jackson uh, County, like the county. So, which is where Jackson's like Jackson State is literally in the middle of the city. So they are impacted. I'm gonna say this then. This is my idea, and we can wrap this up. Yeah. We'll wrap it up then. This is my idea, Dion. You have now accepted your position in Colorado. You need to donate. A beautiful sum of money 
post-departure to the Jackson Water Crisis. And that way, you can leave on a good note and a clear conscience. I think the best thing that he can do is schedule Jackson State and get him a big check. That's fine, too. But, like, damn, like, water? Well, the thing about it, people have been donating water the past eight months. So they they like, man, nigga, we don't want no more goddamn money to us. <laughs> they need water, right? Jackson, tap in. Let me know. DM me and let me know. Because I think that Dion needs to like be like, here, here's 100K to to clean water. So they, uh, they got to pay 300K to Jackson State, which is about for the rest of his contract. So okay. Colorado is going to send a check for 300K. Uh, honestly, it's like I don't know what else he could do. Other than like the man lost two toes and still was trying to coach on the sideline for two toes. Yeah, he had like he literally lost two toes. He has eight toes now. He lost two toes last year. <laughs> yeah, so he sorry. was he was wheelchair bound. He was literally fighting. He almost lost his leg in his life because of infection, and still was on the sideline in Baton Rouge. Now they ain't degrees. saying that on Twitter. Well, we we saw it on YouTube. You know, they had a, a whole documentary of last shit. Like, that man was fighting for his life. Tracy God was right damn. there, though. That's when I knew Tracy was a real one. Yeah. Tracy, you know Tracy ain't want to be in no fucking Jackson, Mississippi. Absolutely. I'm sure she was never I saw there. how happy she was when she got off that jet and bowled. She was like, out this, bitch. this is my. Yeah. We're gonna, I'm so proud of you, baby. <laughs> I always knew you could they do it. They said the jet for because they showed a clip of him taking the, the trophy at the swag championship. She was like. Like, we got a pipe catch, nigga. <laughs> Bye. We got this bitch. So, man, shout out to y'all. Shout out to Jackson State. Shout out to HBCU. Shout out to Prime. And uh, good luck to y'all with everything in y'all future endeavors. Period. One last thing before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, one of the main segments that we want to do is let y'all know, you know, we're going to champion and big up accomplishments in the culture. Yeah. And, um... The segment will be Let's Drink to That. Yes. And this show, what are we drinking to, Sydney? For me, <coughs> unless you differ, we drinking to Brittany Griner. Yeah, cheers. Clink. They ain't let out, man. I'm just, I tweeted first thing this morning. I'm happy for her as if I knew as if I know her for real. Like for real, man. Uh honestly, I could only imagine how crazy the last nine to ten months has been for her. Um, they showed the the uh, the video footage for her leaving uh, jail, and uh, all I can say is y'all wrong for that haircut y'all gave her, bro. She she left she left with that Russian Caesar. Now I ain't seen the torn and seen it. They plugged the shit out of her, man. They gave her one of the barber college haircuts. God damn! You know the you know the barber college haircut is when you growing up and your mama got a tight month. Mm. She can't afford the ten to twelve dollars for your actual barber. Yeah. So she go to the barber college. You know, these are the barbers that's trying to get they they yeah. certification. I got my hair pressed at the barber college. So you just basically sign your name on the list and and roll the dice. <laughs> like, God bless. <laughs> sometimes this shit go Like you know, sometimes this shit. But then we haven't heard cuss in Russia. That's what low. you would think. That's why I'm like, she we went over there with locks and came back with plugs. Her locks are gone? Gone. Whole, the whole side just balled it. I'm like, no. they wrong for that shit. They gave her a chili bowl. That's why I call it the Russian Caesar. That's out of line. They gave her a Russian taper, man. That, you know them black people don't know how don't have the guards to fade I'm in sure nobody's like, shit. What in the ent- oh, I can only imagine her sitting down for that. The first barber that go and clean that shit up going viral. Amen. 
Hey. And she's a pretty girl. She gonna come out on top. Yeah, she gonna come out on top, bro. She gonna write a book. Just, you know, go on and write a book. Get your checks. And I, I honestly, on a serious note, I hope that I don't know what she had to endure, <clears throat> but I hope that like on on a mental health scale, that's the part I'm worried about. It's just like PTSD is a motherfucker. I don't know from experience, but I can only imagine. You know, I can only imagine. Like you know, on an episode, I'm gonna let y'all know of my experience in Dallas County. Okay. In Tarrant County, you know, had a, a, a so I'm going to let y'all know one day of my experience about that, you know. And I will let y'all know about my experience in <laughs> Dallas County. <laughs> Shout out Loose Theory. We a few, we a few jailbirds. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Brittany. Shout out to Brittany. I'm so glad that you're home before Christmas. I hope that you can rest and be just ugh, comfortable. Before we get out of here, one last topic. Mm-hmm. We got. We gonna spend like the last ten minutes on this one. Um, we tired of y'all in this fifty-fifty conversation. Yeah, but one we wanted to provide context though on the fifty-fifty conversation. Um, I think when it comes to that, everybody has such a limited spectrum in view when it comes to fifty-fifty. Like, basically, they expect the call on the. The, on the first or the second, like, nigga, where, where your half at? Mm-hmm. That's how they expect it to look. Mm-hmm. To me, 50-50 doesn't look that way. Okay. Uh, I have the the privilege of cohabitating with my girlfriend, and to me, 50-50 looks like, okay, we're getting to a greater goal, so we're scratching each other's back to reach a common goal. Okay. Um, But it's some numbers here that I had for the group. Um, and I just wanted to put context as far as like in the world that we live in now with the amount that everything costs. It's not going to be a lot of women that are able to be kept. Unfortunately. Speak on, Speak on that. If we're being real. And I'm not one of those chauvinistic dudes. I'm being honest when I speak of this. So if we're... If we're going to go into the stats, uh, let's go into the fact that did you know that nine point four as of twenty twenty one nine point four percent of men make more than a hundred thousand dollars. Men or black men? Black men. Say it again. Nine point four percent of black men make over a hundred a hundred thousand or more. So six figures. So less than ten percent of black men are making six figures. And we haven't spoken of whether that's L.A., New York, Houston, Atlanta. They don't <clears> care about the cost of living. Because that matters. That matters a lot. Because 100K here ain't 100K there. Exactly. Yeah. That's damn near fucking yeah. minimum wage in New York. Definitely, no. <laughs> Big fucking fact. And so it's just to put things in perspective as far as this. Um, we can't be like the 50s and 60s. We can't maintain on one um, income, but I feel as though if you are privileged enough to be able to make enough to be able to sustain a household by yourself, most of us have working mates. Allowing her to take time from household bills to pay down her debt is Amen. a big thing. That's what I want. Allowing her, if she's a new mother, to be able to stay home. So y'all don't have to pay two to three to four thousand a month in daycare. in daycare fees. It's a win because you're canceling out her income. Right. But she's also getting that bonding time with her kids. 
Or if she's the breadwinner, this man finds a way to bring his value into the household monetarily, but also being sure that he's taking over more of the custodial parent uh, duties. Yeah. I sell this to say 50-50 does not <clears throat> always look financial. That's very real. It's not real. a bill thing. That's real. And I think we don't look at 50-50 from an effort perspective. It goes strictly to a financial ram. I, I build 5600 You pay 2800 I pay 2800 Whatever works for you works for you. But if you are carrying more in that relationship than you would if you were single, and I mean by that more of the burden, then it either has to be worth it, meaning like that person is taking up a deficit somewhere, or it's, it's one of those things where you have the ability to be able to pay it and hold it down. And still be good. Still be good. That's rare. It is. I, I'll say this. When when I hear the word 50-50, I hear like I'm doing work and you're doing work. And I'll just be like, ugh, yuck. I want to be taken care of too. But to your point, 50-50 is not always financially. I'm, I subscribe to the narrative. I grew up with 50-50 parents. Mm-hmm. You know, from all the bills. That's just how I grew up. When my mom moved to Italy. And she lived there. She was a contributor to a lot of the bills, so I was. You know what I'm saying? So I was. It was fifty fifty there between me and my dad. Right. Um, the kind of household that I want to live in, ideally, I'm not saying realistically, but ideally, I don't want to do shit. <laughs> but make this house a home. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> let me do a throw a decor. You know, a little candle, a little. You know, a little. Decorative. I'm gonna have this bitch smelling good. You fuck feel me? You come in here. Like that. I'll I'll be the house manager. I'll hire the the I'll hire the the maid. I'll manage the the but lawn. But do you man. realize that you're making it easier for your mate to go and earn with less work? And I'm okay with that because you know deficit is being made up. <clears throat> for me, I'm an I'm an event planner by trade, mm-hmm. and so one of my you know the it's just like a work thing. Like I I, I do vendor management every day. So from the lawn people to the internet person to the plumber, to the HVAC man, to the all them people, if that can be my contribution. You know how to facilitate. I can book all that shit. You know as what's, long as I ain't got to swipe my card. You know what's funny, though? Uh, and I'm going to exit the subject on this is, you know, at one point in time, I was a, a mortgage underwriter. Uh-huh. So you get to be real nosy. Yeah. What you find out is when it comes to you know, building wealth, acquiring real estate, things of that nature. You find out if you're married to uh, an asset or a liability. That part. Unfortunately, that's a real thing. Yeah, because no facts. if you want to have both partners on the title, mm. I have to find out both of you all's capacity to pay. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you are one of those people who you're not having to pay monthly, month to month on the household expenses, you still have earnings coming in to that, and you have capital coming in to that that um, that bank statement that I'm able to see your capacity to pay. That makes you a a less risky yeah uh, borrower yeah. So that's that asset. Like even if you're not paying it to the house, you're helping us be able to be right. get to because your income is in the fold. Exactly. For me, 
I'll say, it's going to be real child. It depends on how fine you are, you know? <laughs> That's a real thing for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you, like, if you were six. You'll keep a nigga? If you had it, would you keep a nigga there if he was fine enough? If you if had Wendy was, Williams money before the fro, they froze no, her funds. No, I can't because of because of case studies <laughs> like that. I ain't keeping now, nigga. My mom raised me better than because my mama taught me better than that. I ain't doing it. I ain't keeping now, nigga. But when I say depending on how fine you are, depending on how fine you are, that would discern whether I'm about to be. A, I'm gonna advocate to being a kept woman, or I don't I mind being fifty-fifty. <laughs> Depending on how, if you were 10, that's unrealistic. If you were 8. With some bomb ass sex. If you were 8 with knocking a Knocking the bottom. Eight, you feel me? If you were 8 and it's heavy, then we can, we can go 50-50. We can, we can negotiate. Yeah, whatever you want to do. We can negotiate. How about the mortgage? You feel so me? So, nigga, you got to come with it, man. You know what I'm saying? Find <laughs> out your intimate goals and go on and tap into that. I'm fine. Go on and pop that honey before y'all date. You know? Small and you were six. Quit fucking playing with me. Don't play my fucking face, nigga. Cough up that shit. Quit fucking playing with me. Don't embarrass me. Why you sound like Carisha? Shout out to Carisha, please. Nah, but you know what? Cardi B, Cardi B had a video up that she talked about this whole thing with, and I honestly, I agree with her. That's what, that's my line of thinking. I agree with her. Like, ain't no nigga about to kick me out. I'm not about to be sitting here advocating to be a kept woman so a nigga can up and be like, bitch, get out because that's I'm about to go straight cliff mode. Like, <laughs> but they going to have no leverage. Nope. Ain't Where are you on, on the week? What, what, what heat? Nothing to stand on <laughs> with my bags, nigga. Absolutely he not. He talking about this pussy with fire. Nope. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree with her. Like, 50-50, I think that it should just be comfortable to how much you make. If I'm yeah. making 60 and nigga making 100, I'm going to pay... I'm going to pay my 30. You pay your 70. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to be like that. I feel that. Easy and simple. We here. You know what I'm saying? We see each other. We tired of hearing y'all on on social media talk about it. Give it up. And uh, honestly, uh, I think this is like where we're going to end this one because I feel as though the next thing we have, the conversation we have, I want to be able to go in depth with it. Okay. But uh, I feel as though this was a great uh, first episode. I think so, too, friend. It felt good. I think so, too. And I'm looking forward to coming back and chopping it up with y'all again. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Any last words before we get out of here, though? Uh, Yes, for me. I want to just talk about, just briefly, how this show, why I wanted to do this podcast. I wanted to do this podcast because I grew up on all that. Any Nickelodeon kids out there? Yeah. Shout out. And so on all that, there was episode Amanda Bynes had called Amanda Please. <laughs> Dear Amanda, that's me. Well, she was in the bathtub? She was in, no, that was Pierre Escargot. Oh, okay. Amanda was in the bed sitting in the The staff. bed, yes. Yeah, okay, yes. I remember that. Okay. And so people was writing in. I want this podcast to be a write-in format. And I want you guys to write in. If you want to. You can be anonymous. You can be anonymous. Do a little, you know, what? kind of like a strawberry letter. What can they write in to? I want them to write in. To our email. Which is. At let's drink to that podcast at Gmail. Yes. And let's, it's spelled just how you say it. Yep. Let's drink to that podcast. 
And we'll also put that in our Instagram on our social media so you'll be able to understand where you'll be able to write into. And we really want to hear from you. Yes. There is nothing that will make that will shock us. I this is my thing. I used to be listening to podcasts and I'd be disagreeing so bad. I wanna let them know how the fuck I feel. And like, how can I write write into these Call people? Ass out. You like, can cuss us out, bro. So write to me. <laughs> I want y'all to write to me and let me know what's one life changing thing that you did for your birthday. Because I just turned 34, and uh, my mom is a breast cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer at 34. And so my gyno recently was like, you need to get a mammogram. Mm-hmm. And so I got my first mammogram two days ago. No, I got my first mammogram yesterday. Okay, so <clears throat> that's a big thing with yeah. us as being able to capture those uh things that are, are health based absolutely yeah. preventative yeah um and so i was nervous i called my mama i had the privilege to be able to call my mama and was like mama like well i'm supposed to like expect she's like it's yeah. gonna be discomfort you know what i'm saying it's gonna kind of hurt they're gonna squeeze your boobs and stuff so i went they gave me a cape and shit i went to solace s-o-l-i-s uh mammography where i went and uh, they they did. They put my boob on this X-ray machine, mm-hmm. and they smushed it in different ways. It mm-hmm. was real. It was a lot of pressure. But they want to make sure they can find. They got all the tissue not, yeah. and stuff. And so I find out on Sunday or whatever, like what they found or whatever. I think I'm pretty good because I do regular checks in the shower. But that was what I did when I turned 34. Okay. When I turned 33, I booked my first adult therapist appointment mm-hmm. um, and learned some things about myself. About me being a perfectionist and me, just a whole bunch of shit that we'll get into later. But I'm trying to do this thing to where when I turn in age, I do something to better myself, whether mm-hmm. that's, you know, mental or, you know, physical. Yeah, health. So yeah. I want you guys to tell me whether you went to therapy for your birthday, you got a mammogram, a colonoscopy, you went to go speak to your long lost father. What life change? What life changing thing that you do? <clears throat> Kind of around your birthday, right into us. Or you can DM me your shit. Whatever you want to do, like, let me know because I want to share it on Wax. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, create a community. Yeah, because I feel like next episode we're going to also get into your celebration, you know, because yeah. I want everybody to understand that I found out something about myself. All at right. Your, at, your, at your party. I found out you know some things with myself too. We'll talk about it next time. <laughs> but we enjoy y'all tapping in with us on this first episode of Let's Drink to Their Podcast. Thank burr, you. Burr, burr, burr. Thank you so much, y'all, for listening. We love y'all. I don't know y'all yet, but I think I love y'all. And make sure you follow the podcast at Let's Drink to That Pod at, on Instagram. Yep. And also, you can hit us up. I'm at Antoine underscore D A underscore source. See and me? I'm at Stephanie. That's S-T-E-F-O-N-I-Q-U-E, the most fifth wardest name you could ever think of. Hey, man, shout out to Stefan. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to my daddy. Cheers. Let's drink to that. Hey. Cheers. <laughs> Thank y'all so much. We love y'all. Man, we out. Bye.